Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to go over the Astros and Red Sox game three and game four, but we'll probably talk about other stuff. My guest today, legendary broadcaster. He, we got proof. He showed it on the video. Greg Lucas. Greg, Mr. Lucas. You used that, use, use that term long time. Last time we were here, and I kind of laughed because I knew I had that thing from yeah. about nine years ago. So, yeah, I had to show it. There was someone um, that listened to the podcast, and they Googled it, and they messaged me, and they go, it does say legendary. I go, I'm not. I wouldn't make things up. The guy's a legend. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> a modest legend, which is the best way to be, right? All right, I so let's, let's touch on game one. So going back, we get swept by Seattle. And at the very beginning of the game, Boston gets a three-run home run. What were you thinking at that moment? I, at that moment, I was thinking this is the beginning of the end, uh, really, because the Astros have been hanging tough for so long. Now Seattle was creeping up there, and the Rangers weren't playing all that well there. They were in a losing streak, too, but they were still in first place. And uh, I, I was concerned because the pitching is what concerns me the absolute most. The, the hitting is very inconsistent. Uh, I got a bunch of guys with 10 or more home runs, but uh, they don't. They have an occasional game where they blow things open, but most of the time they uh, they don't. And if the pitching isn't good, uh, they have trouble winning. And that uh, that was what that bothered me a great deal in that first inning. But as they always say, if you're going to get behind a lot early, have it be early because yeah. you got a lot of time to come back. And and I've had several experiences of that during my broadcasting career and uh, and and also watching a lot of games. So they had time and they took advantage of it. Yeah, the, a three-run homer in the first. The Astros bounced back and went nine to four. This was sort of the Chaz McCormick game, and this is kind of what you talked about because four-game series, he had two home runs and four four RBIs, and I don't think he drove in any more runs the rest of the series. Well, that that's the biggest problem that that and the fact that uh, you know you're getting some guys that maybe will have a, a game where they get a couple of hits and they have two over fours in a row and. Uh, that's been a problem with some of the, the top hitters, the experienced hitters on this team. And, and the consistency is something that just hasn't been there this year. And, and sadly it's falling off with the starting pitching too. Yeah. That's something. I think one thing about it, maybe, you know, we have these young guys that are, we're performing well. And then we added JV and I thought we we're okay. And we still maybe, but uh, I'm not, I'm not giving up hope yet, but, Javier went five innings, and that's pretty much all you're going to get from this guy. He throws a lot of pitches, seven hits, three runs. That that should be able to give you enough, you know, if the Astros can score four runs. But you, but you got to last longer because you're going to wear out that bullpen, especially well, that, that's in a four-game series with no days off that week. If you're going to use them every day, in other words, if you're going to get five innings out of your starter, no matter how good he is, Five innings isn't enough because you can't use those same relievers day after day. Fortunately, they've developed a little bit of depth there. They can use Stanek a little bit more. Um, some of the others aren't the same. They aren't as good, but they're usable if, you're, if your main guys are overworked. So hmm. uh, 
but the big thing is the starting pitching and a starting pitching is just it i i talk back to the television and radio so much because i'm hearing them throw strike one ball one ball two strike two ball three foul ball foul ball they've got to get these guys they got to get through these hitters quicker and they've got to throw strikes they have got to work fast throw strikes which was the object lesson we all saw from verlander in his start he worked fast he threw strikes he also was not afraid to use the fastball more than some of these other guys do yeah game two jv went six innings which is a little better but five hits and zero runs only one walk and Nine big strikeouts. Yeah, I think JV he was, was six out and, I think it was six and five when he joined the team. And now he's nine and six. I didn't realize he's pitched that much already. Uh, but great yeah, game. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. It was a great game, and that's what they have to get from everybody. I don't know what the deal is with uh, Framber Valdez. He was so good, and speaking about consistent, he was so consistent last year. <clears throat> And this year, he's had one giant highlight, a super no-hitter, and then a lot of mediocrity between. And that is – and the same problem, no strikes, not throwing enough strikes. They're getting behind the count. They're not throwing the fastball enough. It's almost like they're trying to nibble, and I don't think they're trying to nibble. They just can't throw strikes. Hmm. Stanek gave up a solo home run. We've talked about him doing well, but he's he's been doing a lot better. And then Montero, three hits and two runs. He had only given up one run in his last eight outings. So I'm not going to badmouth either one of these guys for giving up those runs. No, and, and for instance, in, in the fourth game, the one in which the Astros got crushed, uh, Montero <laughs> uh, pitched because he was he was going to be the designated guy after uh, Belak did a great job. He he Innings, he threw innings, and that's what they needed. And uh, and then Montero, and then, of course, uh, the final inning was a cartoon inning with Maldonado pitching. We'll get to that game uh, yeah. later. But uh, that, uh, that was what they had to have. They did not use up their entire bullpen in a game that they had no chance to win, and that is a plus. So let me ask you about this. John Singleton, he was with the Brewers. They cut him. We pick him up. Dominates. Dominates in AAA. Comes here, has one huge game, and never did anything else. And I'm saying, I'm done with this guy. It's over. The experiment with John Singleton is over. And in game two, he went two for three with two RBI. Well, the experiment's over as a, as an every game player. I think no. that's over. But that was that was going to mm-hmm. be over anyway once uh, uh, some people got healthy. Yeah. But. Um, I think he still has a role on this uh, this team as a left-handed hitter off the bench because he wasn't getting a lot of hits. He was hitting a few balls well, but he also was walking uh, a pretty good amount of time, not striking out that much. So I think uh, if you look at him, you say, okay, he's not going to do what he did at AAA. That's AAA. But he's going to uh, possibly be some help off the bench as a left-handed bat. So yeah. I'm not writing him off on the roster, but I'm writing him off playing very much. Yeah, you, you, now you bring that up. You have him that you, at any time, the guy could explode for a home uh-huh. run. If you got some guys on, maybe you have someone up that's, you know, you don't trust to hit a home run when you need one. I guess he's pretty good, left-handed bat. Tucker had a home run, too. And in game two, the Astros were up 3-0. to zero. Then they explode for four runs in the seventh. They were up 7-0. to zero. 
and then Boston added three at the end. But it was a good game. We went, we you know, we get swept. We win the first two games of the series, and I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty good about this series at this point in time. Yeah, well, yes, and and going into game three, it was okay at the beginning, and then uh, uh, before we knew it, it was tied. And I have a, I have a, I'm standing with this principle: if the game is tied and goes to extra innings, game's over for me. And that's what I did. I turned the TV off because that's not baseball anymore. Now, as it turned out, they lost seven to five. But yeah, uh, it it's I'm sorry. As long as they use that ghost runner, it's it's like baseball's whole intention: let's get these games over as fast as we can. No, we're not playing baseball after the ninth inning, but let's get them over as fast as they can. Honestly, if that is what they want to do, I would be in favor of ties as opposed to putting a ghost runner on at second base. Honestly, I really would. And, you know, people say, oh, you can't have ties. Well, you can have ties and you can figure out the standings. That would make it interesting. What effect they have. Well, a tie (laughs) is not a loss. In other words, a tie, you're you're going to have to institute a point system and a tie is one point and the wins are two points. just like they do in hockey. Yeah. And, uh, and you don't uh, necessarily have to, uh, uh, you know, the only time they, they play it off in the national hockey league is if, uh, if it's the postseason, uh, then they may have to go to shootouts and all that sort of stuff. But I don't, I don't like that, but, uh, usually they try to go extra periods, at least one or two extra periods if they have to, but I do not like, the ghost runner i never will and <laughs> i think it's 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 a the only purpose was to get the game over what's the what is that get the game over play the game that's what you're there for but so far and the problem is the players vote for it because hey they want to go home it's a job oh yeah them. yeah and uh get the game over that's all they care about too uh but um and the, certainly the media does the ones who cover the game oh yeah i'll get it get out of here uh but I, it's not baseball and that's that's my argument, and it will be till the last day of my life, which <laughs> they'll probably still be doing it. The Astros are probably I don't remember what the the stat is, but they're somewhere around one and six in extra well, inning they games. Are, yeah, they aren't good in those. Yeah, yeah they haven't been very good in those extra inning games. But uh, uh, that's not my problem. My problem is the fact I just don't like the basic concept yeah. of basically just to get a chance to get the game over quicker. I just you know, and and again, if they're worrying about preserving pitching staffs, then have ties, have ties, simple yeah. as that. But they, you know, they they used to do that. I don't know what the rules are in Japan anymore, but I know there was one league of their two leagues that had, I think, a twelve inning minimum, and then it was a tie. It was a tie. The other league was a little different. It's like one league had designated hitter, one league didn't, just like here at the time, and the the tie rules were different. But uh, um. They've been doing that in the past, and and I think we ought to just have ties. If it's a tie, it's a tie. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm. I don't have any problems with that. So let's talk about Game Three, since we already touched about the overtime period. Uh, Tucker had a sack fly, and then Martin Maldonado a two-run homer. That was pretty shocking. We're up three to zero. Boston made it three to two. Abreu's back. He came back uh, in Game Three. He had an RBI double. We're up four to two. Boston ties it at four, and there's no more scoring till the ghost runner in the tenth inning. And who was it? Graveman. Graveman walked two guys, gave up a home run, and they lose. And Astros got one run back in the bottom thanks to the ghost yeah. runner being there. But it's just, it's just not, it's not baseball. I mean, it's a legitimate loss. He gave up a, uh, 
a home run. I mean, that would have been uh, without the ghost runner, that would have lost the game. Yeah. But um, I just don't like the whole concept. It, it, it puts, it puts, first of all, it does put that pitcher in a little bit of pressure. But once again, walks, not hitting the strike zone, that is the failure of this pitching staff so often not controlling the count there's an old line control yep. the, the guy who controls the count will control the bat the at bat and nothing's 100 percent. but over time and over the big picture that's always been true Whoever's yeah great graven walk two guys mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then uh when you lose your control like that it's very much likely that much more likely that you will end up throwing one over the middle of the plate and that's what he did for the home run and uh, you can't come back from that, especially in a in an extra inning uh, situation. So I just um, that was a disappointing loss only because they had the loss early. And, uh, uh, you know, starting pitching wasn't awful, wasn't great because he yeah. struggled through to get through five and he ended up giving up four and runs. He, uh, but it wasn't it kept them in the game, but they couldn't score any more runs after a certain point, And that was, uh, that was the killer. So uh, that brought them to, uh, uh, to today's game, Thursday's game. And boy, was that game over quick. <laughs> so I was at work. So I'll give you guys a backstory. So I'm, I'm, they have a day game. I'm at work. I can't watch it. So I call Mr. Lucas you know, thinking that it's going to be this interesting game that he can point out stuff that I missed. And I have an Apple watch. I'm at work. It's like three to zero, five to zero, seven, eight, nine, ten. And I was like, I, like, I didn't know what was going on. It was like 11 well, to zero. And I said, it's the third inning. I thought the game was almost over. France was absolutely awful. We have not seen anything like that before from him. He had no control over any of his pitches. And, you know, he was missing the strike zone by two feet. And consequently, the hitter all of a sudden says, well, he's not even coming close with his curveball. He's not even coming close with his off-speed pitch. I'll just look for a fastball. Now, he wasn't coming close with a lot of those. But if they're looking for fastballs and he gets one over the plate, they're going to hit it. Because uh, one guy suggested where they, uh, uh, they were uh, – were they stealing signs? Why they no? They didn't have to because all they had to do was wait for fastballs because he couldn't throw anything over the plate, including his fastball, and uh, they they crushed him. Now, I did try to lighten things up at one point on Twitter when I pointed out that uh, the Astros were down eleven to nothing at the time, and I pointed out that the Astros actually in uh, nineteen ninety four were down eleven to nothing to the St. Louis Cardinals and did come back to win that game. Of course, what helped them win the game is they had an 11-run inning themselves in the sixth inning. Uh, but they didn't have any of that today. Point being that, uh, you know, it's baseball. It, overcoming a deficit is possible because there's no clock you can run out. It's yeah. just not very likely, and they didn't. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's over, and then I stopped. And I said, if they can score 11 runs in three innings, why can't we score 12 runs in the next six and beat them 12 to 11? And the Astros have had some great comebacks in the past. I know someone pointed out the uh, 2017 game they had with Minnesota, where I think they were down by seven going to the ninth or something. They won that game. They've had several like that. They've never had an 11 run deficit since 1994 that they came back and won, but they did have a game uh, uh, later that they scored 12 runs in one inning 
and won a game 15 to three. And they scored the 12, like in the seventh or eighth inning, but that's rare. And uh, this club, uh, even though it had a, uh, one of their more threatening offenses uh, in the batting order that uh, they had, because they had, uh, uh, Maldonado wasn't in it. And uh, so they had, uh, they had Myers was number nine. He had at least one hit during the game. They had a number of hits. That's the other thing that was distressing. I think it was six innings in a row where the Astros had the leadoff man on. I think every every starter but Altuve had a hit. And then Dubon came in for him, but he got a hit. So everybody he had, had two a hit. hits. He came in and got two hits. Actually, yeah. he scored the only run. He had one of those opening inning hits in which he eventually scored. But they, they couldn't put any big innings together. They, and they had the right people up people that should have been the right people and just weren't getting it done. So it was a long loss, a tough loss. And and as I said, what I see with this team that bothers me the most is I am not sure they are capable of putting together a, a long winning streak. Mm-hmm. And I think the team that wins this division and maybe the team that also is a wild card out of this division is going to have a long winning streak or two. Now, uh, Mariners had one. The Rangers had one. The Astros had one, and it was way back in, what, May, where they won eight straight. They haven't anything close to that since. And winning, even winning series, two out of three, uh, is not good enough unless your opposition is having a losing streak. Yeah. Because uh, you're still be, you're still trailing, and, and we're down into the 30-game area. And so uh, I, that's going to be the hard part for me. I have to see the Astros get a winning streak, and I'm not sure – the starting pitching staff is deep enough one through five or one through six to do that. Will time will tell. So I've been doing a uh, TikTok page. Like it was like a daily, it's a daily uh, recap. And I, in one day, it was just a few days ago. And that's what I was talking about. I talked about that exact thing about streaks. And if you look at, And I just looked at August. Like, Texas had an eight-game win streak in August. And the highest losing streak they had was four. Seattle had an eight-game winning streak. They had a three-game losing streak. And then they were currently on a six-game winning streak. So they had an eight-game and a six. That's 14 wins in a big old gap there. And the Astros' most wins they've had in a row in August is three. And the most they've lost in a row is three. And the and that's what I was trying to say on the video is that the Astros, you know, they can't take over first, they can't pull away, they can't do any of this because they have they're the only ones out of those three teams that haven't had that big streak of eight innings or I mean eight run eight days eight eight or nine games in a row they haven't had it yet. And I don't I I, I you know I really. I don't. I honestly don't think they're capable. I think this team is uh, another point that was made. The Astros have now lost. I think. I think it's today. It could have been yesterday, but they have lost one more game this year at this point than they lost all of last year. That just shows how much better they were last year. They won 106 games last year. Yeah. Uh, that was the record for the franchise, and they won 11 more in the postseason. For so they 117 from start to finish they're just not that good. Now we can say in part, it was because they had injuries early in the year and it was, and you, you lose uh, two of the main five starters. I mean, uh, McCullers never started at all, and but uh, you lost him and then you lost Garcia before you were halfway through. Um, Urquidy was out. Now Urquidy's not 
great shakes, but even in his start, last start, four runs in five innings. Not great, but if your hitting's good, it's enough to keep you close. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we have, uh, but he struggled so much. I mean, it could, the Red Sox could have scored eight runs off of him because he was getting himself in trouble and getting himself out of trouble. So I, uh, it's hard to be optimistic with this team, other than it is a team of winners. And if you want to bring out Rudy Tomjanovich's old quote, you know, uh, about uh, you never, never give up on a champion. Uh, uh, they are champions until someone knocks them off. And, uh, but they've got to play, they just got to play better. They've got to play more consistently. We have to see your Don re- return to being your Don. He's going he play hit, today. Hitters. Yeah, he he played today. He had a okay. he might have had two hits, but they were singles. You know, he wasn't uh, ripping the. He ball. only had one. Everybody had one. Okay, he had one. Okay, it he was pretty one. crazy to to have like production from everybody, but everybody only got one hit. Uh-huh. And that's that was the problem. A lot of those yeah. were leading off innings. They were getting a hit, and then they weren't going anywhere else. They weren't doing anything with uh, it. No, I, I, you know, there were some well-hit balls for outs, but again, that's you're, you're nitpicking there when you're trailing by as many runs as you are. You got to do more than that. You can hit a few balls out of the park with men on base. Oh yeah, and they didn't uh, didn't come close to doing that. So maybe, uh, maybe um, they've got more road games left than they do home games, and I think with this team, that's probably good. Uh, oh yeah, fans don't spark them enough because they're. You know, they had the second the average attendance, second highest average attendance in, in the major leagues behind the Yankees. And uh, and they're just not as good a team at home for some reason. They just aren't. Yeah. And uh, get on the road and they, they play looser and they play uh, the pitching even seems to be a little bit better on the road. So I don't know what the deal is, but I, I'm I'm in I'm I'm in great concern. that They can't put a long enough winning streak uh, to uh, to take charge and win the division. And frankly, this team has to win the division. They have to have it's some there to be taken. It's there. Yeah. They they can't be a wild card. I mean, that's a that's fine. But a wild card with this particular team doesn't bode well for them lasting long. So no. that's that's the negativity of the day, but it's based <laughs> on what we're seeing, I guess. So one way to look at it, folks, a positive spin on this, even though we just got destroyed today. We split with the Red Sox, and they've oh, been yeah. a pretty hot team. Well, that's our thing to remember, too. The Mariners were hot. Okay, they won all three, but they were hot. Yeah, they were very uh, hot. The, the Red Sox just came off sweeping the Yankees. Now, the Yankees aren't very good this year, but still, they swept the Yankees, and they came in here, lost the first two, came back and won the last two. Well, that's the way they've been playing. And so they uh, – they, um, Splitting with them is not awful, but but again, you've got to get in there and you got to start winning some series and you got to get win yeah. maybe two series back to back and that sort of thing and and uh, and then hope that the Rangers don't get hot or the Mariners don't get hot again because uh, that's the only choice, that's the only chance. Yeah, when you're trailing, you have to be better than the people that are in front of you, and that's what they really haven't shown they've been able to be so far this year. We were talking about whenever I called to invite you on, you you mentioned the lineup. You're like, we got an offensive lineup. You know, we got the lineup to, to to do it. So I was thinking, okay, we don't have Maldi today. So, you know, when we have our good hitting catcher in, we're really, really stacked. And then J.P. France has been amazing this year. Mm-hmm. And, and to, and to see 
that he went two and a third innings, gave up 11 hits and 10 runs, boggles my mind. But he's been so good this year that raised his ERA up to 351. Well, I made a joking uh, because, you know, we have all these people that are complaining about Diaz not catching and Maldi catching, and they'll throw all these stats out. And I said, guess whose catcher's ERA went crazy today? Oh, yeah. Diaz was, Diaz was the catcher, and they scored 17. Yeah, that's going to count against them. For, 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 yeah, forget that stat. Um, no, I they did. The only thing that would have been better is if Brantley had ever come back and was playing left field because they had uh, – they had um, – uh, Corey Jokes in left field, and he, of course, has not been hitting. Yeah, uh, he just brought him back, and he had another hitless game. But if they'd had, uh, if they'd had Brantley back in left field, the lineup they had today was offensively the best lineup they could have had. Oh yeah. Uh, but um, he's supposed to come back in the next series against Detroit. Uh, they can't make up their mind he you know i think he no he, he he's not he doesn't think he's ready he he supposedly had a conversation with really? with uh with uh, the skipper uh before the game and he asked him about it he said i, I just i'm not so he's going to stay down at sugarland and they're just waiting for him to give him the okay apparently what has happened is the problem is with soft tissue in his muscle and it it just hasn't built back stamina enough and uh it's close and one one fan opined something that i think I, I i'm not not so wrong on if he's down there in in uh corpus and hitting the ball and he has been he's been hitting well he's hit a home run he's hit some doubles and why not bring him up anyway and if you know he can he can Blow it out at Cor down there in Corpus or or, or at uh, Sugar Landing. Blow it out either way. He can blow blow it out down there. Why not bring yeah. him up here? Bring him up here and let him hurt where himself. They count, here. Yeah, where they count. But uh, they haven't done that yet. I don't know. Uh, they may just wait till the first of September and just bring him up on an extended roster and not worry about uh, 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 him keeping anybody from playing. But. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with him, but if if he could come back and play, that would have been one heck of a lineup because he would have been oh, hitting yeah. eighth or ninth uh, probably in the lineup they had today. And uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I even even with the 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 perfect offensive lineup for this team, they still have too many games like today. It was in there, and they scored one run. You know, so yeah. You can't the, the can't best lineup you could make, and you score one run. So, Which happens. so if you look at the standings, Texas is seventy-two and fifty-four. They're beating both teams by one and a half games. Seattle isn't playing today, but we are at we we are actually. I don't know what the third one is. What is it? Ten, hundred thousand. We're one thousand percentage point in third now. Yeah, well, that's. Uh... And that uh, that's getting pretty close to not making the postseason at all uh, because uh, it's out of your hands what's going on in these other divisions for the most part. So yeah. five fifty-eight winning percentage. I need a uh, they need a winning streak. That's all. That's that's really what they it do. boils down to. They've got to yeah. string off a few and uh, and and get it to the yep. point where they not only string off a free few, they do it where it actually pushes them past everybody else into first place. That's what because they need. honestly, I think this team has to be. To be successful, they have to win the division. I just don't think extra playoff rounds are going to work for them. 
and certainly not that first playoff round where uh, if you're the, the wrong team, you're playing all three games. Actually, yeah. for them, though, playing all three games on the road might not be bad. Yeah, I was going to say that earlier. They play good yeah, on the road. Yeah, so maybe because they, they don't, uh, you know, this is the team that lost four home games in the World Series, and nobody's <laughs> ever done that before. Yeah. <laughs> so, so another so thing I was pointing out about the Astros' inability to catch the team in front of them, it seemed like every time Texas would lose and give us a chance to catch up, we would lose. Yes. And when they would win, we would win. We just we would, couldn't, we couldn't win win when they would lose. No, and the Astros had to win to stay from getting further back. That's when this that's been the story all season. Yeah. And uh I you know, we're running out of games. We're getting we're getting down to that sprint stage now. And that means you got to be fast and fast translates in baseball to win all the time. And um I just I I just I have little confidence in the uh, the pitching staff. Uh it's too bad. I would love to have confidence at least well I'm okay with Verlander, but I have little confidence past him, and it's too bad because we should have confidence. We should have confidence in, uh, in Fromber, and we should, we really should have it in Javier. I mean, here's a guy that was the starting pitcher in two no hitters, you know, yeah. multiple no hitters. He was that good, but something's happened, and I, you know, they're not saying injury, and and if their arms are just tired, then then that's it. They won't get rejuvenated. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it sounds very depressing, but it is because the, <laughs> that's coming after a 17 to one game. But the thing is in baseball, that's only one game. They could have lost three to two. And it's still a loss. Uh, but uh, the fact that uh, France had been arguably the strongest pitcher on the team for the yeah. last several weeks, and he gets totally annihilated and the other pitchers have been getting annihilated. And that's really concerning. That's concerning. That's like a an issue where you think they need to take him out. He's already given up such runs. But, you know, I, what, what someone had told me that they said on TV was, you know, like he's going to have to take it. The bullpen is the bullpen is taxed. Well, he's going to have to stay in there. But uh, before we run out of time, we have to hand out some awards, sir. We have to give the award for who is your pitcher of the series. And I'll tell you mine. It's quite easy. JV, no yeah, runs allowed. He, he was the one. He went six innings and was just dominant. So he was. He was definitely my pitcher, too. All right. The position player, I, I think you could go with anyone you wanted to. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. They had It was spread out to a degree, but nobody was necessarily great for all four games. And that's 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 the problem. I obviously... Um, he missed uh we had guys missing games too uh yeah we're not missed two and uh and uh so altuve was good um yeah. he had a couple like he didn't get a hit today and he had another the last two games i don't think he had a hit um someone i thought about... i'll go with bregman i'll go with bregman bregman oh, bregman. bregman was at a good batting average series was on base a lot and uh, he's, he's he's getting that average up there. He's getting a lot more hits than he was. Yeah. I'll go with Bregman. So I almost feel like changing my mind now, but I'm just going to stick with it. I, I don't think anyone was consistent. And then when I wrote somebody else's thing down, he actually did something offensively in two separate games. 
and that was Martin Maldonado. He had an RBI double and a sack bunt in one game, and then he had a two-run homer in another game. So he contributed in two games. Yes, he did. He did, and he did it offensively. Fans who don't yeah. like to see him play, but he yeah. uh, the bunt was an amazing play because the bunt was right down the line, and they had to field it because if you if you saw the replay. Instead of fading toward the line, it actually took a pop back into fair territory. Well, the catcher goes down there, and Dubon heads up, says, hey, there's nobody at home plate. And he scores all the way from second base on that. That was a, that was a great bunt and a very heads-up play by Dubon. And uh, one of the highlights of the of the series, there weren't many. So I'm I'm just I'm I had Chaz, but I'm changing it, I'm changing it to Maldi. Because Chaz had the two. He had the two two he had the two home runs in one game, but I mean I write down everything that happens and I don't remember writing his name down again. And in a four game series, you kind of got to go with someone that does stuff in more than one game. And even today, yeah, he, he didn't start, but he pitched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you mean Molly? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he wouldn't get that award for his pitching. Let's just no. say that uh, they he will not be using the him out. as an emergency pitcher again. Yeah. His emergency pitching days are over, but uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he it, it was a it was a sidelight that was kind of interesting, and it got uh, apparently it got uh, a, a piece of equipment from uh, Lance McCullers in the game because it was his glove yeah. that he was using. So, so, so at least part of him got into a game this year. And then we also have the one where they exceed expectations, but we don't need to do that one. That humbug. Who are you going to pick there? See, I had picked Maldi, but when I wrote down what he did, I was thinking maybe I'll just pick him because I can't really pick Chaz as a Rose winner because he's really good. Yeah, he, you know, like he has some games, like he's had some games on this stretch where he struck out three or four times. I mean, he he didn't look good, but then he, he that game where he had two home runs, they weren't very far hit, and Diaz's wasn't very far hit either, but they were good enough. Uh, Diaz had a number of hits. Uh, during the game, uh, during the four games, uh, most of them were not uh, didn't weren't trying bringing in runs. They were just hits, but uh, that's okay. Uh, his bat is uh, his bat is nice. I, I like him in there when they can get him in there. And I don't know whether his playing time will drop off a little bit now because of uh, uh, Brea's back, and uh, Maldi is still going to be the starting catcher for at least two of the starting pitchers. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so we'll just have to see how that turns out, but, uh, his, uh, he'll be in there to hit for, he'll be in there to hit for Maldonado late in games when they, uh, when they yeah. desperately need something to happen out of that spot. Uh, be kind of like the old days when they had pitchers, uh, that were in the batting order. Yeah. Um, they would never bat in the eighth or ninth inning. In fact, uh, once that we started having short, shorter starts, uh, in the National League, you would rarely see it. You might see a, a, a pitcher come to the plate once, maybe twice if he was really pitching well, but that's it. After that, it was always going to be pinch hitters. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Diaz could be there to pinch hit for Molly uh, late in games when you have to and then catch. Uh, so he'll get some at-bats, but I'm not sure whether they'll be cut a little bit or not. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess if, if Jordan's in left field, if Brantley's not here, then he could – Start at DH. But for those who are listening and want me to pick a rose, I'll, I'll pick Singleton because I counted him out and he had two hits in one game. I'll give it to him. Well, and, and really, he's hit the ball better than his batting average. Yeah. Uh, and he's walked and he's, he's you know, he's not been a big strikeout guy. And I think that uh, 
he will uh, hang around as a left-handed bat off the bench. Yeah. So I'll give him my coach Rose winner. All right. So we are down to less than two minutes. So with that, I will tell you, Mr. Lucas, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you giving up your time to come on the show with me. I always enjoy having you. I've always, you're my favorite guest. I, well, thank you. It's it's fun to be with you. Uh, but after 17 to 1 <laughs> losses that are monumental, it's hard to be very positive. And I know the fans would yeah. like a little more positivity. But, you know, the, what happened to me lately is what you remember. And I remember 17 to 1. If the Astros don't win the West, who wins it? Seattle or Texas? I say Seattle. I, I, I think Texas might have a little better offense but they you know they've been streaky too um, yeah. i think seattle um uh, seattle's pitching you know texas added some big names and they made some trades but i don't think they've really gotten the full benefit of all of that yeah uh, the bullpen's a little shaky so i i don't know i'll say toss up i'll just have to wait and see toss up okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're almost out of time guys so we'll see you next okay. time on astros baseball thanks for tuning in Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.